Hello and welcome to this episode of the Empowerment Minutes podcast. I'm your host, Maureen Quende. I'm a learning leader, researcher, leadership coach, and consultant, and I'm really excited to introduce today our guest, Connie Malamad. Yeah, I've been in a lot of her presentations, and I just, I'm just so happy to connect with her um, on this podcast. I've known her for so many years. So I would just, first of all, you know, thank you, Connie, for coming on the show, for being a guest on the show. And if you can tell us about yourself and how you became an instructional design consultant. Hmm. Well, thank you for inviting me, Maureen, and I'm so happy to meet you. Oh, thank you. I've always been interested in education. It may be because I grew up with a brother who had intellectual disabilities and I would watch how my mother would teach him through music because she was also a musician. And it was just really interesting watching that. And I think maybe that's how I became interested in it. And uh, then I happened to be working at a non-traditional school and I was making all of the materials Mm -hmm. for the students. And I was thinking, I wonder if there's a career where you can make instructional materials (laughs) and then I found it Um, it's become a lot more than that now and um, when you're working in the world of adult learning it's a lot more about performance improvement yet still that that was the kind of core of what I was first interested in that's exciting so thank you so much for being here you do really impressive work I mean you you're always in webinars, workshops, presentations, you do all whatnot, and you're really adding value to our community. And you're a consultant, you're an author, you're a podcast host, I mean, the e-learning coach, the list is endless. I mean, how do you manage your schedule to, be, to, be, to still be this productive? Hmm. I think my productivity might come more from passion than from being an organized person. I'm not amazingly hmm. organized. I look at other people who are amazingly organized and I think, oh, I wish I could be like that. I do the usual things, um, make a list every day of the things I hope to accomplish. They say to only make three, put three things on the list, the three most important things. I usually put about seven or eight and never accomplish them all. <laughs> um, I listen to productivity podcasts and just try little hacks. Mm-hmm. I use um, a nice app. Uh, on my iPad for organizing all the tasks that I have to do. What's the name of the app? It's called Things. That's the app I like, Things. Nice. I'm going to go find it. (laughs) We're always looking for a silver bullet, right? That's right. Anything I can do to be more productive, I'm all for it. And I'm sure anyone, you know, would find some people on the the call right now who are listening, who, you know, would want to be more productive and so they would also check out that app so thank you for thank you for adding that I I think I just do the regular things that everyone else tries to do you know trying to squeeze all you can out of one day and lots of times one night Mm -hmm. yeah that's great because for me I usually uh, I would just write a list every day and sometimes I, my list is like eight things. <laughs> and right. you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, no, I, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. So for me, I just try to maybe I might put like an asterisk on the top three or mm-hmm. just one. And then, you know, if I can do that one at least out of accomplish maybe 70 percent and then the remaining ones. But many, many consultants usually, I think, you know, try to figure out their time because time management is really essential. Um, when you're consulting or you're doing instructional design work. So those I are, agree. 
Now you've published like books, you've written articles, blogs, and including uh, topics on uh, visual design. Can you tell us more how you ever got interested in visual design? Well, my whole life I was drawing, um, always drawing, drawing, drawing. So when I went to college, I was an art major. Then I became an art education major where we still took a lot of art classes. So it's just always been a part of me. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't, I wasn't particularly good. So when uh, computers came around and I started to do more graphic design work, I found that I could accomplish more and do a better job than hand rendering or painting. So then I just started to get into graphic design, web design, those kinds of things. Wow, that's a great skill to have. And you started that early, like in your, in your I mean, it's just, just, it's just exciting. When I think about research data, you know, it informs us that graphic design jobs will grow by 3%, you know, by 2028, and which is great. So I believe it's necessary for graphic designers to keep up with their relevant skills. For instructional designers, how different is visual design from graphic design? I mean, are they synonymous? I mean, what's the difference? That is a really good question. I don't know if there's a formal definition for uh, visual design. There might be, but the way I see the difference is that graphic designers really focus a lot and not exclusively, but a lot on advertising, mm -hmm. marketing, um, and also, you know, website design, of course. But I call what we do in our field visual design because mm -hmm. our goal is to help people retain information, um, gain new skills, improve performance, and then mm -hmm. be able to transfer all of that to new situations. So I see that as very different than advertising, for example. And that's because advertising has much more leeway to get wild and crazy. And um, it really looks like a lot of fun, you know, the, all the things that you can do. But you may be able to do a few in really cool, crazy things in instructional design or learning and development. But generally, generally speaking, we are thinking of the learner and how can we communicate this message in the most clear and uh, succinct way? Absolutely. And a lot of times we can't do anything wild and crazy, you know? So visual design for learning is quite different than say for marketing and advertising. Yeah, I can I can see the difference, and I I also do understand when people use use the the terms interchangeably, right? Mm -hmm. Because I can see you know the connection you know for for many people who are not in our field. You've also you've already mentioned some benefits of visual design, but I, I thought I'd just ask what are some benefits of really using visual design in instructional design? Mm, okay, well. Um, for everyone who is cited, instructional design is often a very visual medium, e-learning, videos, information graphics. And I understand that not every, you know, that there are people with visual disabilities around and it's, diff it's somewhat different for them. And that's why we have to make our work accessible. Mm -hmm. But for those who are cited, um, 
more of the brain is taken up by visual information processing than with any other sense. And that's why, you know, probably that our instructional uh, approaches have evolved into such visual mediums. Mm-hmm. So if you're working in a visual medium, you really need to understand it, uh, get your message across and work with it in a way that can uh, promote and enhance learning. So it's, I think it's extremely important. Um, and there are some basic general rules for doing effective visual design mm-hmm. that um, can really help people you know, get better at it. It's, you don't need to be able to draw. You mm-hmm. don't need to be a, a visual artist. You can learn the rules and practice them. And within a year's time, I think most people would be quite improved. Wow. You kind of like touch on what I was going to ask you next, like, um, because many uh, instructional designers, you know, they they probably think a visual design is graphic design or you know, vice versa. And then there's some who don't have that skill of visual design that they're, they're willing to upskill and learn how to do that. I know you just mentioned that it might take about a year for them to really get good or maybe a little bit less, but you know, what are some of the visual design skills that instructional designers can learn and, and mm-hmm. how can, you know, how can they acquire or improve their visual design skills? Okay, well, I, I do want to say that I do think that even in a few months of practice, people get better. I mean, I see in the visual design workshops that I give that people can improve, you know, right then and there once they learn the foundation rules. So some of the foundation basics, was that the question? Yes. Okay. Some of the foundation basics would be to not clutter the screen, to leave as much white space as possible and to only include what's important to communicate Mm -hmm. your message and to get rid of extraneous information. Um, Another basic is that if you are using visuals that they are relevant, I think it's important to use them um, because of the aesthetic sense that it gives, that they're pleasing to people, but they, ha- they need to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Another skill would be to limit the number of fonts and colors that you use. So really a lot of it is about getting rid of things and going simple and minimalist. That's you know what a lot of it is about, um, aligning graphics and text and objects with each other so that when someone looks at the screen or looks at an information graphic or manual, they're not confused. And maybe the last one would be to choose a focal point. So stop and think, what is this about? What is this slide about? Mm -hmm. What's the most important point? And then make it be the focus of the slide. Maybe it would be larger, um, and it might be towards the top, but be conscious of directing people's eyes to the to the focal point, to the most important part of your message. Wow, those are great tips. Like um, you've talked about, you know, learning how to use a color palette, you know, taking advantage of white space. And uh, I agree that you have to just have what's relevant 
you can't have like so many things on the slide if that's what you're working on mm -hmm. because now people have overload right it's just too right. much to process and then it might be counterproductive to their learning you also talked about aligning the graphic and uh you know choose a focal point you know if you think about that as one thing that you want to focus on that kind of like helps you to get the message of what the learning is going to be about so I'm sure, you know, anyone who's listening who needs visual design skills, just by having these five points that you've mentioned, they're going to be well on their way, actually, because it looks so. like these are really the, the key ones that they have to think about. That's wonderful. Thank you so much uh, for sharing yeah. with us. So, so when designing um, e-learning, using good visual design tips help make the content to stand out. And so what are some visual cues that can help guide instructional designers when working on a project? Mm, can you explain what you mean by visual cues? Just something that can give them even like more directional. Mm. Well, do, um, do you mean the visual cue that might inform the learner of what to look at? Yes, that's exactly oh, what I mean. Got it, got it. Yeah, visual cues are really interesting. And there's a lot of research that shows that they really work. Mm -hmm. So uh, a sim like in a textbook, they found that giving, a ca uh, including a caption, and then in the paragraph, instructing the learner the, or the student where to look in the image can really help. Otherwise, students may skip the image. So mm -hmm. some things that you can do are to highlight the most important point, that's a visual cue. Mm -hmm. Of course, to use an arrow is an important visual cue. Mm -hmm. To um, place a person whose eyes are gazing at mm -hmm. the visual cue because we follow the gaze of someone. Wow, I like that. <laughs> I know, that one's pretty cool. Sometimes it's a little bit hard to pull off, but if you can pull it off, it's kind of interesting. Um, I know in one of my presentations, I have someone pointing to a cue and that whole thing of having, you know, it can kind of be fun and a little bit whimsical to have a hand and like an illustrated hand that you can get from stock photos or for free somewhere. And mm -hmm. then it's point, it's got a finger pointing at what's most important. That's kind of fun too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I know many people would usually use arrows, but mm -hmm. I'm thinking like when you, you having even someone who's gazing, that's really intriguing. I think that's, that's I different. Know. I like that. that. Or someone who's pointing, those, those are great. Wow. I know you're just dropping us liquid gold here on visual design. Cool. Uh, and then I, I'm thinking someone who's, who has no idea about visual design, do you have any advice or resources on visual design for, you know, for them, you know, that you can share? How can they find any resources to help them get started? Well, I have written two books on it. One is called Visual Language for Designers. And that one it has a cognitive psychology or cognitive science um, underlying a lot of the principles. But then mm -hmm. I wrote one later for instructional designers called Visual Design Solutions. And that's the one that might interest people the most. Um, there's a book by... Robin Williams, although she has several, quite a few books called um, the different books for non-designers, mm -hmm. presentations for non-designers, graphic design for non-designers. I think people would enjoy those too. They don't have that 
instructional design or learning focused, but they're just uh, good books about design. I wouldn't hesitate to look at books on graphic design. And uh, that's where I've learned a lot besides taking courses mm -hmm. because um, a lot of the, the principles overlap. You just have to keep in mind that I'm doing this for learning and they're talking yeah. about maybe a poster or something like that. And someday you might need to design a poster. Yeah, who knows, right? <laughs> and one thing I like about you even from your presentations or webinars that I've attended, like you're not only just maybe talking about your resources, you're always recommending like good resources that other people can leverage. And I also have seen that, like you have like your favorite book list on your website. Like I go there sometimes to lurk around, probably you didn't know that, but I'm sharing that with you today. So <laughs> I'm just wondering like, um, you know, where can listeners find you? And if if they would like to maybe just um, just have more conversation about visual design, do you have, a, I mean, besides LinkedIn, you know, how else can they find you? Um, through, well, first of all, I, I do want to say that another, uh, some resources that I have about graphics on the website, the elearningcoach.com, it's under the multimedia menu and there's a graphics section. And that could be the topic that I've written about most. I'm not sure it's either that or cognitive psychology. So mm -hmm. that's under multimedia. Um, I'm on Twitter. I have a Facebook a page and a Facebook group, but the group is more for, uh, it's called Instructional Design Newbies. That's really more for people who are new to the field. Mm -hmm. nice. And um, come to the webinars. Um, I have a community called masteringid.com, mm -hmm. but that's a, a membership community and people ask questions in that forum. So there's a right. lot of different ways to, uh, get in touch and I give a lot of webinars. So. Yeah, absolutely. I've been in a boatload of them and I actually even have like some of your articles, <laughs> you know, because you always give away stuff in your presentation. So that's great. So anyone who wants to check out um, Connie, you can go to eLearning Coach, you can go to masteringid.com, you can go to the Facebook group for if you're a new instructional designer and uh, check her out as well. So that's been great. I just wanna thank you so much. And uh, we always wrap up our podcast with one signature question. So what does empowerment mean to you as a learning leader and consultant? You know, I think that empowerment is something that instructional designers should be thinking about to give as a gift right. to their learners. And so, you know, we just, Instructional designers love to learn. I mean, that is one of the just features of almost everyone in the field. You give me, yeah. tell me I have to learn how to install mufflers. Fascinating. You tell me I have to create um, a script for customer service people. Oh yeah, I'd love that. It's fascinating. But not everyone is like that. <laughs> so and a lot of people are actually scared to learn or they think that they can't become self-directed learners. So I believe that we can empower people by helping them to become self-directed learners mm -hmm. and giving them the resources and skills to learn on their own. Cause that's really what it's all, you know, I mean, it's great to learn from others, but there's so often we're just out there learning alone, so. That's that's powerful. And you know, when you think about self-directed learners or learning, that's one thing that the COVID, the pandemic really showed us because, you know, with the lockdown and everything, many people now were forced to start, 
you know, going that direction to, you know, explore self-directed, you know, learning or, you know, be a self-directed learner. So that's really powerful when you're in charge of your own learning and, uh, you know, be on the lookout for what you're wanting to learn. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think that's powerful. And for us in our field, you're right. We're always like learning. It's interesting how, you know, we're empowering people to learn and we're also like good role models, right? Because we're always learning too. You know, so so it's kind of like great. I like it like that. And uh, it's on us to empower them to do that. So I just want to thank you so much. And uh, I know you're doing a lot. And, uh, you know, I just want to wish you the best in your personal and professional life. I just want you to uh, want to thank you for always adding value to our community. And I will definitely be on the lookout on e-learning coach to see what I can find to leverage my visual uh, design skills. We always need to learn one thing or two. So. Thank you so much. And I want to thank all our listeners out there. It's been great. I hope you learned a lot in this podcast. And I want to thank you for listening in. And I I look forward to the next one. Bye.